Hi, friends. Welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs. I'm really glad to be here with you today. We have got a great show in store for you today. We get to hang out with the one and only Lecrae. I've been wanting to have him on the show for, I don't know, ever, forever. I just love this guy. His new book came out on Tuesday titled, I Am Restored, How I Lost My Religion But Found My Faith. He also has a new album coming out this fall called Restoration. I think y'all are going to love this conversation and love his new book, I Am Restored. So make sure you grab a copy. And here's my conversation with our friend Lecrae. Craig, thank you for doing this today. I'm so glad to have you on the show. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Now, listen, for starters, are you in Atlanta right now? I sure enough am in Atlanta. Can we, we just have to talk about something painful. Can we talk about the Falcons for just a second? Oh, my gosh. Lecrae. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> what are we supposed oh to do God. with this life? I don't understand. I don't I, know what to do with this. I am like, I, literally, that was emotional. I just, I don't. <laughs> I have no idea how you lose by one point after being up for so long. I know. I know. I, I couldn't yeah. believe it. I am a, so I think, you know, so I grew up in Atlanta. I'm from Marietta and I went to Georgia. I mean, I've lived in Atlanta three decades of my life. And so I can't switch to Titans. I've tried. I love them, but I'm a Falcons girl at heart and they're just breaking my heart turn after yeah. turn. Absolutely. I'm, I'm right there with you. What is our, can, can you identify the problem? Is it, is it coaching? Are we missing a player? What is it? We're only a couple of games into the season. Yeah, I mean, I think historically we have had a lot of incredible pieces in terms of like great wide receivers, but I I do think we need to change up our defense. You know, we just yeah. need to. I mean, we should, we give up too many points, and that's always yes. that's that's our Achilles right now. Yeah, you know, when back in let's think like the early two thousands, we had players like Keith Brooking, players players whose names we knew that were defense defensive players, and I don't, mm-hmm. and we don't have one of those right now. Yeah. No, we absolutely do not. And so, so you are right on the money. That stands out to me that I'm like, everyone we talk about scores points, which is great because we did get 39, but they got 40. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was just ready to fall apart. What part of Atlanta do y'all live in? So we are in uh, northwest Atlanta, uh, the Smyrna Bindings area. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. like Smyrna. It's kind of turning up. It is. It's uh, it's getting busy out this way. Yeah. So, you know, the, the battery, the stadium. And, yep. The Chick-fil-A traffic on Pace's yeah. Ferry. <laughs> That's right. Oh, listen. out into the street. I was about yeah. to say, if people don't know, they don't know that that Chick-fil-A, for some reason, always has a line that goes into the, like, a main thoroughfare. Yes. Yes. All day Literally, yeah. I don't, it's like just, I guess it's just understandable that this lane is committed <laughs> for drive through traffic. That's right. Look, that's right. It's like crazy. any of us from there know that when you're getting close, you might as well get in the left lane because that right lane are all Chick-fil-A fans. Yeah. hundred yeah, percent. Yeah. You're right. Okay. So your new book, I Am Restored. Can we just mm-hmm. like, Let's. I have like a lot of things I want to talk to you about this book, but first, I just want to say thank you because you. I mean, you you tell the truth in this one, man. It's all I have left to give is is the truth. <laughs> yeah, I mean, does it feel that way? Did it kind of feel like 
because your last book was excellent. I loved it. And and this one, did, did it just feel like, I'm just going to say all the things and here we go. Yeah, I think so. I think this book was like, part of it is is age and wisdom and mm. just and being more comfortable in my skin and just realizing, you know, I've just been through too much to not be transparent and honest and um, and just, you know, once you realize you're loved and accepted, you're not mm. vying for acceptance. And so it's it's just more valuable to be on the right side of history and just tell the truth. Uh, that's something I've thought about a lot and talked to some of our mutual friends about has been, what do I want my grandkids? When they mm-hmm. look back on these years, I could have emotions just telling you about it. When they look back on these years, I want I don't want them to say, well, what did my grandmother think? Or mm-hmm. where did she stand on that? I'm like, no, even if they even if they just read my Twitter feed in 50 years, I, w- <laughs> I want them to know that we that we did our best to stand on the right side of justice. Absolutely. And do you absolutely. So part of even writing I Am Restored, I mean, you it, this feels like you wrote it yesterday, Lecrae. I mean, it just feels so timely. How fast did you have to turn this around? <clears throat> the irony of it is that so much of what is happening publicly right now in in terms of the state of our our world and our country i was dealing with on a on a micro level for the last four years so these issues weren't weren't really new they they just weren't as you know exposed to the to the broader public so so they weren't like new concepts that i had to process with this year, there were things that I had had some time to actually process and think about and develop ideas and have gone through the trauma mm. and survived it. And so, you know, it's almost like, a, you know, a person who I always tell the story and I, I don't, not to belabor the point, but I always tell the story of when I was a kid and I was I was riding on a shopping cart and it flipped over and tore my fingernail out. I ran inside the grocery store like panicking and the butcher comes over to me and he says, let me see it. And he's like, you'll be fine. Hmm. And I was like, how do you know? And then he showed me his hand and he was missing like two fingers. And and so that's kind of how I feel right now. It's like, I already got two fingers cut off. Trust me, y'all. Y'all will be fine. Like, let's, I know how to do this. (laughs) You know what I mean? So, yeah. Is that a little bit, when I've been listening to some of my black friends talking in person online, is that a little bit some of the exhaustion is that you have been dealing with everything in this book for years and years. And some of these concepts that are very, uh, and some of these concepts are very new for me as a white person. Is Mm -hmm. that part of the exhaustion? I think it was, I think, I think, you know, you ebb and flow, you ebb and flow. It's, it's exhausting when you, when you think it's your responsibility to become the, the world's educator. Oh, wow. It, it's exhausting when you carry that burden that you don't have to carry. And it's exhausting if you constantly allow um, people's lack of understanding to you know, frustrate you instead mm-hmm. of just realizing that, you know, everyone a- a- awakens at different points in, in their journey on life. And some people yeah. don't, but you yeah. know, everyone is on a, on different, on a different timeline. And you just understand that and you, and you're gracious and, and you move forward. 
Yeah, I feel like you, one of the things I respect about you a lot is that your language online and and in this book is you don't back down from what is true, but you are not unkind. You're gracious. How, how, how do you balance that? Do you just get mad and keep it to yourself or keep it to your small circle? Or how are you so thoughtful with your tweets and with your Instagram posts? I, I feel like you don't ever... You don't ever yell <laughs> or do you? <laughs> and I just don't, no. I don't, I don't hear it. Yeah, no, that's a good question. I, you know, the funny part about it is I think, you know, God has a really, has a sense of humor because in the midst of, you know, people um, frustrating me and saying hurtful things or me being hurt by other people, I'm also having to deal with people that I've hurt. And, mm. you know, privately and, and them having to be gracious to me. And um, and it almost it helps me to have perspective and to say, you know what? The people who I've hurt in life have mm. treated me graciously and kindly and have been patient with me. And some of them have had to say, you know what, man, I'm I'm having to take a break from from you until you can come to a particular perspective on things. Yeah. And it's like, oh, OK. I get it, you know, so I got it on a personal level and I can reflect what I've experienced onto other people. I turned 40 this summer and I know it's great. Are you 40 yet? Yes. Yes. Okay. So that this summer you did? No. Well, uh, this year. Yeah. Okay. Let's go. 1980 babies. Tell me what you know in your four. I mean, so much of what you're saying has such an undertone of maturity. And I know we have a long way to go. Our friends listening who are 60 are like laughing at you and I, even thinking like this. <laughs> but so much of what you're saying is has just a, an air of maturity. Will you talk about how pain matures you? Because I think that's something I know from the back half of my 30s going into my 40s that I didn't know when I was 25. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. It, the, the thing about pain in my own experience is, is there's, there's like different kinds of pain at different stages of your life. You know what mm-hmm, I mean? It's like, mm-hmm. this is not being able to, you know, get a money from mom and dad paying right. for what you want. This is not even learning how to pay your bills, pain and, and all those type of stresses. It's like a deeper, like people around you dying, pain, everyone getting divorced, pain, you know, understanding what, figuring out your purpose in life and, and, and realizing you, you're responsible for raising people and their character. This is different types of, and, and so you begin to realize how ineffective and you are and how dependent you are specifically on God and on others. And it humbles you, mm-hmm. you know, it humbles you and matures you and allows you to, to to not be as idealistic as you would be in your 20s. You know, I love youthful idealism. I love it because that, that makes you believe anything is possible. And, and I think that's healthy. But when that idealism is fully matured, I think it becomes realism. I think it becomes mm-hmm. realizing that, man, I do believe that we can grow this whole garden, but I realize that rain and sunshine are a necessary part of this product. Yeah. I, that that was going to be my next thing was because I, I don't want to give up idealism. I like it kind of is what energizes me in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. even at my mm-hmm. age. And so when it becomes realism, how do we 
Because that's what's happening in the news, Lecrae. Like, all of a sudden, everything is very real. <laughs> like, mm. like, we can't be, I, can't be idealistic about our nation or about justice. or we, we can't. It's just too real now. How do we stay yeah. hopeful? How do we, how do we keep some, some of that joy and hope when everything feels so real? Yeah. I, so I think on a practical level, so just on a very practical, down-to-earth level, I think we do have to reflect on areas of progress, on on people who are passionate and want to see change and highlight them and celebrate them and look at the successes and the wins that have been had and highlight those things and celebrate those things. Look at from whence we have come and what mm-hmm. you know now that you didn't know and and say, man, I, I, I can affect change. I think on a spiritual level, for me, I always remember the tomb is empty. Hmm. You know, it, the tomb is empty. It was empty during the trail of tears. It was empty during slavery in Egypt or well, not at that point in time, but it would be empty. Yeah. Um, it was empty during 400 years of slavery and it's empty today. And so spiritually, I can reflect that death is beaten and there's nothing greater than death. And then the last thing in terms of reflecting on on some of the good things that have happened, I think it's I think we just need to celebrate more. You know, yeah. I think we we just need to we, we need to make that a regular occurrence because we're trying pain and trauma and 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 suffering happens in like oceanic waves. Mm. But but health and healing is like it happens in drops and cups. You know what I mean? And oh, so you, you've got to. Yeah, you got to fill up that cup and be and celebrate the fact that we got a cup full of that trauma out of here, a cup full of that pain out of here, mm-hmm. because we're not going to get that whole ocean out in a day. Mm-hmm. Gosh, yeah. I have never thought about that, the difference, because it it actually feels like that. It feels like that in your physical health when you're working out or eating right. It feels like that when you're in counseling. It feels like that when you're going through spiritual healing that Mm-hmm. That the pain does feel like waves and the healing feels like cups. You're exactly right. <laughs> right, right. That is yeah. that is hopeful to remember that if this feels like a cup of healing, it's because it is. <laughs> right. That's exactly what it is. That's <laughs> exactly what it is. Hey, friends, just taking a quick pause in our conversation to share about one of our partners, Rothy's. As we're transitioning into fall and we're getting some good chilly autumn weather, well, at least we are here in Nashville. Soon enough, we'll have to say RIP to our summer sandals and cutoffs, but I don't want to. But we get to take our first steps into fall with comfortable, washable, and sustainable products from Rothy's. Rothy's products are made for life on the go. And don't we all need shoes and bags that can keep up with our busy lives? Y'all know, you've heard me say this before, I love my Rothy's. I have multiple pairs. They are so cute and comfortable. And on top of that, they are fully machine washable. Every time mine need a little refresh, I just toss them into the washer and they come out looking like new. At Rothy's, they're always adding colors and prints and patterns. So there's a style and a look for literally everyone. And I think this is so cool, but Rothy's has kept over 60 million single-use plastic water bottles out of landfills and repurposes them into their signature eco-friendly thread, which is then knit into beautiful, sustainable products. They're carefully crafted with eco-friendly materials like repurposed plastic water bottles and marine plastic. Plus, you guys, Rothy's comes with free shipping and free returns. So it's truly risk-free for you to check out all their amazing shoes and bags available right now. 
at rothys.com slash sounds fun. That's rothys.com, R-O-T-H-Y-S.com slash sounds fun. Style and sustainability meet to create your new favorites. Head to rothys.com slash sounds fun today. And now back to our conversation with Lecrae. Okay, you talk about in your book, I Am Restored, you talk about another book called The Body Keeps the Score. I mean, Mm -hmm. that book, Lecrae. Oh, man. It's no joke, huh? Powerful stuff. What, how, how did that, I mean, you opened the book with that, with kind of the idea of like, you read this book and realized that in your body, there was trauma and pain being held in there that you didn't know what to do with. Mm -hmm. Some of our friends listening are, they're clenching their bodies right now, hearing us talk about this, or they're tearing up, Mm -hmm. realizing like, yeah, I don't ever sleep well, or yes, my back always hurts, or what's the next step? Like, what's the next thing you did when you realized that so much of your childhood trauma and trauma you'd experienced growing up was still with you? What What was really helpful for me is just learning that people have come out on the other side of this, mm. you know, it, because if, if you can hope, you can heal. Yeah. And, and if yeah. you if you're devoid of hope, you know, in your circumstance, it, it just like exacerbates the pain and suffering that you're going through. Mm. So whatever it is that you've experienced in your past, it's always helpful to know like somebody else has a story of healing or or dealing. And a lot of times we, we don't want to acknowledge the trauma and acknowledge the pain or accept it because in some kind of way that makes us weak or that that means that the end is near. But, but though acceptance and acknowledgement is painful, denial is deadly. Mm. And, and so if you can accept it and acknowledge it, you can start a healing process. To what degree you'll heal, we don't know. You know, it's, yeah. like, it's like you're saying, working out. If you can believe that, um, accept the fact that, hey, you, you don't have a six pack. I mean, you, 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 don't, have, you don't have a one pack. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so you got to accept that. And, and it's going to be painful to work toward it. But guess mm-hmm. what? You're, once you start that process, you might get a six pack, but you might get a four pack. And mm-hmm. that's okay. Right. You got, you, you got something you didn't have. And so right. you may be completely healed. You may n- be partially healed, but you'll be better than you are today. Yeah. Yeah. So. I feel that in, in my own mental health journey and through counseling and going to onsite and kind of doing those things is you keep wanting to hit a finish line and there keeps not being a finish line. Yes. Have you felt that yes. as you've dealt with your trauma and dealt with your healing that there's a little bit of disappointment that there isn't like a look, I'm done, I'm better. <laughs> yes. And 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 I think what makes us you know, what keeps us sane is is coming to the reality that that there is no finish line. Mm. There's only the journey. The journey is the destination. Yeah. And and so you embrace the journey. There's you know, it's I mean, I, my kids aren't grown, but I've always heard people with adult kids say, I'm not, you're never done. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're, it's never over. So once they're out of your house, it's not like, all right, well, I no longer, I'm out of there. It's like, no, you're yeah. never done. You're still involved in, in a new type of relationship with yeah. them. And so I think that's the same with our, our health journey, mental, emotional, yeah. spiritual it's a journey and you just got to stay in it. Will you remind me how old your kids are? I have a, I have a newly turned, a newly 13 year old. So I'm oh fresh boy. into the teenage world. Yes. yes. 
I got an 11 year old and an and a nine year old. Okay, tell me first of all, I just watched Social Dilemma last night on Netflix, the uh-huh. documentary. How yeah. are you handling the internet with your kids and social media and phone stuff? Um, so we is we have wrestled with that very heavily in our house. Yeah. And um, you know, we don't want our kids on social media at all. Um, because of, you know, it's just I've seen what it's done to me as a responsible right, adult and, right. how, and how how it's affected me mentally and emotionally. But we want to stay in contact with our kids. We want our kids to have like, you know, the opportunity to communicate with friends and so on and so forth. And I've scoured and scoured and did research and found this amazing company called Gab Wireless who creates a phone that doesn't allow them to get online or, or get on social media, but they can text and they can call. I need one of those, um, LaCroix. <laughs> hey, we all need it, right? Right. <laughs> so, but that's been a blessing. So I can keep up with them. Yeah. I can talk to them. They can talk to grandma, cousins or whatnot, but they're not glued to their phone, which, in, which also makes them want to do other things. Yes. Um, but, but yeah, I just, uh, we, we're, we do the best we can. Obviously it's, it's a difficult, it's a tangled web and you're never going to be foolproof. I don't care how many settings and yep. capes you put over your house there. If they want to find it, they're going to find a way, right. but, um, we do it. We do the best we can to, to to educate them and keep them off of that stuff. When you write such an honest book like this, talking about childhood sexual abuse, talking about your own addictions that you have had to work your way through, how do you decide what do your kids get to read this now? Do they get to read it later? I would imagine there's so many of our friends listening who have stories about their past that they don't know when and how to let their kids in on them. Right. Yeah, I think. I, I think they begin to learn about mommy and daddy's trauma bit by bit as it yeah. as it's necessary for their process. I mean, they're still in the development stage, so if they don't if they don't know what to do with that information. It's not really helpful for them. It's not helpful for their development. Yeah. So we give them information as it's helpful for their growth and development versus just flooding them with the whole story. It's like, mm. that's, that's not, that's not helpful for them. Yeah. So, you know, as, as I was talking to my kids about their own body parts and their own sexuality, I, that's when I expressed to them, Hey, now I want to tell you guys something, never be ashamed mm. of your body or your body parts, because if you feel shame about them, you won't talk to people when if if you're ever violated in some kind of way sure and um and and daddy has been violated and so daddy doesn't want you guys to experience that and so that's kind of the level that we're at now but as they get older you know we can dive deeper that's brilliant that is i don't know that i've ever thought about it that way that as you and i'm not raising kids yet i'm not married yet don't have kids yet but i have a lot of my a lot of my people are right like all of our peers uh have a lot of kids. So they're in my life. And so I'm, I'm watching as y'all are doing this, y'all are leading the way for me. And I appreciate it. <laughs> You're handling <laughs> it first. One of the things I really loved about your book is, and I, and this is something that I hope we're talking to the next generation about is you talk a lot about how the cliches of Christianity fell apart for you, <laughs> that all mm-hmm. the like, God's got this under control and he'll never give you more than you can handle, which is BS anyway. I mean, like, it just felt like you, part of your story is how your faith had some falling apart. And yet 
you walked back toward God in the long run of the story. And a lot of the stories we hear, Lecrae, of our friends and our peers is when their faith falls apart for one reason or another, they walk away. What made mm-hmm. you not walk all the way away? One is, I mean, God wouldn't let me. Mm. <laughs> so it wasn't for lack of me trying. He just wouldn't let me. So I'm very grateful for that. And my friends wouldn't let me. You know, my, wow. uh, I think I think it's incredibly important if you don't have those friendships that you find yourself fully integrated into now, get them like find the people who can know everything about you, like yeah. everything, you know, who want to face you and not fix you, you know, who oh, want to just walk with you through your ugliest stages um, because th- they were part of my healing process and they were there to help pull me back into reality and say, but have you considered this? Or I I hear what you're saying, man. And I understand. Have you thought about this? Or what, what, when you see this, what do you think about? Mm -hmm. Um, And those, those are very key and pivotal moments for me in terms of me, not just turning my, my back totally on everything that I knew. Yeah. So then we think about like, in the book of Job, where Job's friends are like giving him all this advice, and then all the preachers always tell us those friends did a terrible job. Right. right. How, so, think uh, for those of us who sometimes we will find ourselves in your seat where our friends are giving us the real truth. When that happens to me, it makes my stomach hurt, but I'm also grateful. But mm-hmm. when you're the friend on the other side, what did people say to you, and what was what did friendship look like that you received so willingly? In the same way as a, like you have to work on your marriage, you got to yeah. work on your friendships because all marriage is a friendship. It's a relationship. And so yeah. friendships are a relationship that you have to invest in, that you have to work on, that you have to develop. And, and we began a process called integration where regularly we're, we're saying, you know, as we get together and we talk and someone will say something like, yeah, man, I'm just coping with this. We don't let that just walk by. We say, well, when mm. you say coping, what do you mean? Oh, I mean, like, I'm just eating too much. Well, when you say eating too much, what do you mean? I mean, I ate two bags of Doritos last night. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So in, in, in allowing those type of integrated relationships to flourish and there's no shame or condemnation in them, so they don't scathe over stuff and say, yeah, I'm just coping too much. It's like, well, wait, 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 wait. What does coping mean? Oh, that's so and, good. And then, you know, then you can can walk with them through that. And, you, and you're and you not going to sit there and say, shame on you for eating two bags of Doritos. You you disgust me. You, you say, man, I'm so sorry that you feel so devastated and pained yeah. that that's where you've ended up, man. I want to walk with you through that. Mm-hmm. Like, help me. Mm-hmm. Help me walk with you through this process. And, and that's been so, so helpful. That's beautiful. I mean, just the idea of like, instead of telling them what to do, ask more questions. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Because I think, I mean, I'm sure you have to do this with your married and your single friends. But I, I think about my my Marco Polo group with two of my best girlfriends where one of them goes, well, he texted me. And then we go, well, then what happened? Well, right. what happened? <laughs> because people, at some point, people will only tell you what you ask if they're your honest friend. They will not volunteer at some level, and yeah. and yeah. that's you're right. That is that is what those friendships in my life are the ones who don't stop asking the questions. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, absolutely. That's beautiful. And in the book, you talk a little bit about some addictions you've dealt with. And as I was reading it, I just thought, well, for starters, again, your honesty is so admirable and and generous. I mean, it helps me with some of the things I struggle with to read about your story. But but how do you not fall back into those when the world keeps getting harder, Lecrae? I mean, how mm-hmm. what what are the f- things you've put in place that now that you're on the other side of some of the addictions people can read about and I am restored that how do you how do how do you stay out of it when when we do need to cope with some of this? Right. Yeah, that's a great question. I, I think one is always remember what got you there. You know, like never forget what got you there. Because for, for two reasons. One, because if you're ever afraid you'll end up there again, ask yourself, are you doing the same things mm. that got you there in the first place? Yeah. You know, so on a positive level, if you're not doing those things, then maybe your fear is a little unwarranted and you should calm down mm. and, and, and encourage yourself that you're not you're OK. Yeah. But on the on the other end, if you're doing some of those things, remember where this led last time. Right. Remember right. where checking and arguing with people on Twitter got you last time. Mm-hmm. Re- remember where, you know, uh, hanging out with these particular people led you last time. And so um, part of it is, is, is just remembering. I think uh, God tells us to remember a lot because we tend to forget. Yeah. So I think I remember a lot of what got me into that, that, that negative space. And then remember what got you out and through, mm. right? And, yeah. and keep those practices up. You know, you're, if you are, if you lost 200 pounds, how did you get there? Well, you were eating this every day. Right, right. So so are you still doing that? No, I'm not. Okay. And what got you, how did you get out of that? Well, I worked out every day. Mm -hmm. Are you still working out every day? I am. Well, what are are we talking about? Yeah. Or, Or, you know what I mean? And so that's part of it is just keeping up those healthy habits. And maybe you can do it a little less. You know, maybe you don't have to be as intense as you were when you were in the thick of it, but you need to maintain that regularity. And so that's what, for me, you know, that's, that's been very helpful. It sounds like so much of your healing is that thing we were talking about where there's no finish line. That is just an everyday, I'm going at it again to do the best I can again, as long as I'm on this earth. Like the finish line just feels like maybe if we stopped looking for a finish line, we'd be healthier in every area of our life. Mm, Absolutely. You know, and some and sometimes we have to tell ourselves that that we get to do it. You know oh, what I mean? That we're entrusted that. with this. Yes. We get to do it. We're entrusted with it. Not that we have to. Not that it's a drag and a oh, I gotta do this forever. But more like, man, I I get to do this. Mm-hmm. You know, like some some people don't get to do this. And sometimes I think it's healthy to expose ourselves to folks who wish that they had the opportunity to find the healing and the restoration that we get to find. You know, I think it's good to expose yourself to people who are, you know, on the, on the, the far end of that. And, um, you know, I've spent, you know, time in a mental health hospital Mm -hmm. in my life. And I was in there with people who were in really dire straits, like extremely bad, circumstances. Yeah. And I thought to myself, wow, 
I get to go on a healing journey that that these people don't get to go on. Like it's this what I get to experience is not the same thing that they get to experience. You know, they they haven't created a solution for what they're struggling with mentally yet. Yeah. And um and and let me thank God for that mm. and uh and, and and keep pursuing. Where is the role of thankfulness and gratefulness in your restoration? Uh oh, it's everywhere. It is everything. You know, because because you really do reap what you sow in this life. And mm. so if you if you want joy, happiness, peace, patience, kindness, you cannot sow bitterness, anger, frustration, doubt. You you cannot plant those seeds and expect to get something different. Mm-hmm. So you've got to find things to be grateful for and moments to be thankful for. That, that's going to grow and you will eventually, you know, harvest that if yeah. that's what you keep planting. Yeah. And, and I had to do that on a, on a regular basis in the lowest part of my depression where I experienced like clinical depression. I believed so many lies that yeah. I, I couldn't, I couldn't hear the truth. I had to begin to write down things that were supposed to be true, but I just struggled to believe. You yeah. know, like God, God loves you. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. People love you. People care about you. You're valuable to these people. And and I wrote those things down. But every day, all I was doing was planting seeds, mm-hmm. you know, and, and eventually they began to grow. My, my brain, God is so amazing in how he de- develops the brain. It can change. It's right. malleable. Right. And so my, my, my brain literally began to change. My mind was renewed um, by these seeds that I was planting. Isn't it funny because our friends listening and I do the same thing where it's times where we just need to be reminded that the Bible's true, that you will reap what you sow, that everything in darkness will come to light. Like, it's all there, you guys. (laughs) It's all going to happen. The Lord said it. Hey, friends, just interrupting this conversation one more time to tell you real quick about one of our other amazing partners, Third Love. Here's the thing I know we can all agree on. There is no substitute for comfort. And Third Love knows this and that it is true when it comes to your bra. With signature details like memory foam cups and straps that don't slip and a scratch-free band, Third Love creates better bras that focus on what matters, keeping you comfortable. No shortcuts, no substitutes. I love it when companies stand behind their products, and Third Love does. If you order something from them and don't love it, you have 60 days to return it. Returns and exchanges are free and easy. And I love this because they're dedicated to giving back. Third Love donates all of their gently used returned bras to women in need. And so far, Third Love has donated over $20 million in bras. Not only that, but Third Love's team of expert fit stylists are dedicated to helping you find your perfect fit. You can connect with them via chat or email and they'll be available to help you. Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for every gal out there. So right now they are offering my friends 10% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash sounds fun now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 10% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash sounds fun for 10% off today. And now back to finish our conversation with Lecrae. What, one of the things we do, Lecrae, is on Fridays we send out an email to my friends and everybody, and we always say who we're interviewing the next week, and they can submit questions. And we got a whole bunch of questions for you, and I, I think this will be encouraging to you. I hope it is. It was to me that five or six of them are people going like, hey, I'm a white Christian who is looking at Lecrae 
for help and for education. And I'm a huge fan. And they all want to know how to do different things well. So so can we talk wow. for a minute about, about what help us be good allies, Lecrae. The thing I want mm-hmm. more than anything, and I am I am a human who's gonna make mistakes of this. I'm an amateur. I'm I'm late to the conversation and I am sorry for that. But mm. tell us how to be good allies while we're learning as well. That's great. I, you know, I think we we do, it, it is nuanced and it is complicated, but then on the other end of the spectrum, it's it's more simpler than, than I think we realize as well. Yeah. And when I say that, I mean, you know, we have spent our lives preparing for things, right? Preparing for tests or preparing for trips or you know, learning, uh, you know, planning. Okay. So if we're going to Hawaii, where's the best place to eat and what do we do? And, and it's, and I think it's bringing that same mindset into the area of culture and ethnicity and, and saying, okay, let me begin to do some digging and some research and look, the internet is full of information and it is powerful. And then also, let humility is, is is one of the biggest places is just having the humility to talk to people yeah. and say listen i don't want to put the burden on your back my my black or brown friend right to be my professor right but at the same time is there any place you would point me any any place that you you know it's like asking for a, a recommendation it's like yeah. any place where you you would say I should begin my journey. Mm-hmm. And, and there's so many different incredible people who can point you in different places. Um, but, but, but most importantly, I think, and this is what I've experienced, is that there's just such a lack of genuine relationships. Yeah. So much will be avoided if there were genuine relationships. If you're having normal conversations across the dinner table, across the lunch table, where you are talking authentically to one another. Mm-hmm. And you and you, and you have friendships, and you need that person in your life. Um, when you don't need people, then you don't learn from them because they're they're trans. You know, they're it's a transaction, and right. it's not a relationship. Right. So it feels. Yeah. I, I, my mom is coming to mind. I think you would like my mother so much, Lecrae. She's this, you know, mid sixties white woman who is working so hard to understand what she didn't understand about the world she grew up in. Right. Mm. I mean, she is reading all the books. She is taking the Be the Bridge classes. She is calling. It's it's the most I'm so inspired by her. And 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 I've been inspired watching her call the handful of black and brown friends she has and just say, can we come social distance on the porch and me ask you some questions? (laughs) And that's and, and that and and having those relationships, I've just been like, man, my mom is doing as a 68 year old what. My some of my peers aren't doing and their their kids are in class with other kids of different nationalities that they could be talking to. Right. It's been so inspiring to see someone of that generation doing that. Absolutely. And I mean, that that's that's where the game changes. Mm -hmm. You know, literally, it's it's just being able to have those those types of conversations and 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 not be afraid to be clumsy 
um, as you want to know stuff, you know, yes, just, that's it. Being clumsy. You say, I'm going to quote you straight to you, which is awkward when someone reads a book to you, but <laughs> you said part of the difficulty of being a public figure is people not recognizing your humanity. Mm-hmm. And, and I think for all of our friends, the honest truth is if we have Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, we're all kind of public figures. Yeah. And because of that, we aren't, it feels like, this probably isn't true, Lecrae, but speak into this. It feels like we aren't allowed to publicly say something and make a mistake because then we'll get destroyed. And so a lot of people are afraid to say anything at all when they're wrestling and figuring out how to best be an ally to their black and brown friends. What's mm-hmm. what's your encouragement to to our white friends listening who sent me all these questions about how we be allies well when there's the fear of getting in trouble on the internet? Yeah, I I don't think I like the sentiment and I like the desire, but I don't think that um, I think the internet gives us this false sense of support and allyship or even. Um, activism you know it's like Uh, armchair activism to a degree yeah you know where where we can in some senses feel satisfied with our our voices and our contributions because we press sin oh you better call us out like that lecrae okay let's go (laughs) (laughs) you're looking right at me i get it (laughs) well well, i I just don't I, i you know i think it it because of the 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 world we live in you know it 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 mesmerizes us and 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 it cap- captivates us and makes us think that it's so much bigger. It's like the Wizard of Oz, and it's not as glorious and glamorous as you know. I, sometimes I think we would rather be our online personalities than who we are in real life. Oh, and yeah, and 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 we can look so good or look so manicured when truthfully we're very nuanced and mm. very messy and very clumsy. We're we're just we're giraffes on roller skates out here, yep. you know? Yeah. And, and so there's so much more room to grow and to process when you're dealing with people in real life, real time, yeah. you know, that if you even a zoom with someone or a call with someone, you can begin to process some of that messiness and you're, you're doing real work now yeah. because you, you've got to, get into the mess of it all. Mm-hmm. So so what I would say is that I don't think the public platform is probably the place to work out all of the messy stuff. I, I think yeah. behind the scenes is where you begin to navigate and dig into some of that stuff. And 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 if you want to say something publicly, you know, then be very authentic and very honest and say, I don't know a lot, mm-hmm. but but I'm behind the scenes learning. And I'm processing. I just want you to know I see you and I want to know more than I know now. Yeah. You know, and I, I think that's helpful. It feels like a one of the things you've done in your book is the the middle section, part two, is a lot about racial justice and your story and your experience, particularly with the white church, which is just heartbreaking, honestly. Mm-hmm. And and I think, man, yeah, sit down with your friends in your neighborhood and use this as a book club book, and it'll start some conversations. Yeah, <laughs> you absolutely. won't get around it with <laughs> I Am Restored. You won't get around talking about that with your neighbors if that's the chapter y'all are reading that week. Yeah. 
That's very true. Do you, I mean, so you accidentally are, are this, an artist that so many white Christians love and follow and non-Christians of, of all mm-hmm. types. What does it look like for you to, how do you balance that in your own self that, that you kind of are, I don't know if forced is the right word. Forgive me if that's not the right word, but where you're, you're an educator for us. I mean, mm-hmm, do you love mm-hmm. that? Do you hate that, Lecrae? I don't. I don't know whether to thank you or to apologize. No, I, you know what? I think if people choose, which I have chosen, to publicly educate and and what I would say is democratize information. Yeah. Big word. <laughs> well done. To make, yeah. If, if people choose to do that, then 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 so be it you know it's not a bad thing because they've they've chosen to do that i think when you force someone to do it it's a different story when you say hey Mm. you educate me yes you know enlighten me and it's like i I didn't ask for that role so don't don't put that on me but when someone is constantly doing that I, i think they've said here i'm willing to give out insight perspective and that's what i've chosen to do to to the degree that i'm I'm content and healthy. Um, you know, I have no problem with that. Yeah, and I bet um, it's seasonal. For I mean, in a very different way. There are times where people want me to be the expert single woman, and I'm like, Yo, I don't have that to give right now. <laughs> like, I can't do right. that today. You know, and so I would imagine for you, there are probably seasons of where it feels more healthy and to pull back and be with your people, and other times where. Like when a book comes out where you step forward and say, okay, I'm, I'm here. Let's, let's talk through some of this. Yeah. You know, it's where you are. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like you said, seasonally, it's where you find yourself. And, and I, and I think it's also based off the, the, the person, you know what I mean? Like what, what's the motive? What's the desire here? You know, um, you know, I, I, I engage the curious, I inform the needy, and I ignore the critics um, mm. because they they have no desire to understand. They only want to intentionally misunderstand you so they can critique everything you have to say. Yeah. And um, and that's that's probably how I'll navigate it. Okay, say it one more time. Engage the curious, inform the needy. Yes, and Ign- ignore the critics. Listen, where is that book? Did you put that? Did I miss that line in here? <laughs> that's so not, good. Don't put that in there. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, you're like kind of a preacher, Lecrae. I don't know if you know, but you've got some good sound bites you've given us. <laughs> I, I'm, I, I live to be a, a walking retweet. You yeah, know? There you so <laughs> <laughs> you're doing it. Okay, so tell me, tell me where we go from here. What happens as we're walking toward no- November, as we're walking toward an election, uh, mm-hmm. the, the country, I won't say the world, the country feels divided in a lot of ways. Where mm-hmm. do we go from here? What's especially as faith people, Lecrae? I mean, you yeah. say it so clearly in your book that that you've returned to your faith and you're restored with your faith. How do we how do we walk toward this and get to the other side still as whole people? Well, one, I think you you have to see the the kingdom as greater than the nation. Okay, you, know, you have to because it. Otherwise, you are going to cut yourself in half and a house divided cannot stand. You're going to cut yourself in half over issues and and things 
that God has not made central to what the kingdom is about. Yeah. And and so I I, I think we should be lukewarm partisans at best because we're such passionate kingdom-minded kingdom people. people. Oh, I love that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I really do. I think it's it's ridiculous when we can find ourselves so divided over, you know, uh, uh, political ideologies um, when we have a, a supernatural connection to each other. Mm. And, and so many things that we are labeling political are really things that God has already said are essential. Like it's not, a, it's, it's ethical. It's not political. I'm not choosing a political side because I care about this, a, a human being. It's not like, oh, now you're being political. No, that's just, that's this good Samaritan. Mm. You know what I mean? It's not a political agenda. And so I think that's part of the problem as well is that, you know, we begin to allow fear of, of what can happen. And, and there's a lot of idols in our hearts, you know what I mean? And that's on all fronts and all sides, whether you are a staunch nationalist or you are an ethnocentric individual, like you've got to hold everything with a loose hand as it pertains to the kingdom mm-hmm. and, and realize that your ethnicity is not your full identity. Yeah. And, and, and though God gave you that ethnicity and that culture, and it's beautiful, it's not all of who you are, and your nation is not the kingdom. And, mm-hmm. and though it is a blessing and, and we should steward it and take care of it, it's not the kingdom. And so we've got to be able to have some loose hands and say, what's our priority here? Yeah. And our priority is, is is the kingdom way. Yes, I think that's... A, a question I want to continue to ask myself this fall as I'm hearing things and learning things and going like, okay, what is the kingdom way? What is What looks like Jesus? What sounds like Jesus? What is the kingdom way here? And that's what I want to attach to the most mm-hmm. as best mm-hmm. I can. I'm going to screw up Lecrae, but I'm going to do the very best I can. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, I'm really excited for everybody to get their hands on this book. It comes out October 13th and this episode comes out October 15th. So happy book release week, technically. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, tell me, is there anything we didn't talk about that you want to make sure we cover? I, I, I mean, man, we talked about so much great stuff. I'm, I'm excited because I think what we've talked about is really gotten to the heart of the book, and, um, and, and you know, at the end of the day, I seek to be helpful and, um, and, and allow people to process in a healthy way. Yeah. You know? Well, I am, um, I'm very on your team and for you and, and whatever that looks like, I'm, I'm here. So I'm really grateful for you. The last question we always ask Lecrae, we'll finish with this because the show is called that sounds fun. This is a good left turn because the show is called that sounds fun. Tell me what you do for fun. What do I do for fun? You know what? I, I'm an, an adrenaline junkie. Are you? So, I did not know that. I am. I'm an adrenaline junkie, but in a safe, like a, a carpool dad way. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. okay so so what does it look like does it look like six flags or does it look like motorcycles what does it look like yeah so so the carpool the carpool motorcycle is a moped so there we go so you know it's like or i have an electric bike you know goes it goes 40 miles an hour but hey that's that's fun okay i'm going 40 miles an hour um the wind is blowing in my face yeah um 
but so I'll do that. I'll go zip lining. I think, you know, zip lining is fun. Um, jet skis, you know, things like that. I, I love those types of, those types of things. And, um, my, my oldest son is really big into skateboarding and I, 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 I tried to get into it with them more, but then I just realized I, I, I have a long way to fall. I was about to say, and, I feel um, like you might be too tall to really pick yeah, it up at this point. <laughs> it's, it's just, it's, it's not going to happen. So Me too. There's so many things I wish I would have learned when I was shorter so that I could do them <laughs> now as a grown up. And, and skateboarding is one of those that I feel like I could have really given it a go at like nine. Hilarious. But, but not at 40. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> not picking it up now. Um, all right. Well, thank you for doing this today, Lecrae. I'm really, really grateful for you and excited for people to get to read I Am Restored. I appreciate you. Thank you as well. I appreciate you. I'm grateful. Oh, friends, don't you just love him? I know. I know. He's awesome. My gosh, I just feel like Lecrae is so wise and generous and, and willing to have hard conversations and write books that that require something of him. I'm just really thankful. So make sure you grab a copy of his new book, I Am Restored, and follow him on Instagram and thank him for being on the show today and for teaching us so generously. If you need anything else from me, you know I'm embarrassingly easy to find. Annie F. Downs on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. That's Annie F. Downs, T-S-F, like that sounds fun for YouTube. And I think that's it for me today, friends. Go out or stay home and do something that sounds fun to you. I will do the same. Have a great weekend and we will see you back here on Monday. Get ready with Point of Grace. I know you're thrilled. Me too. We'll see you on Monday with the girls from Point of Grace.